0: I'm not going down just because of something some stupid adults are doing.
1: Mobile suits. Monday,
0: Monday. Camille's a man's name, and I'm a man! To
1: me. No, no carrots, please. Monday Mobile suit. Monday morning. It was all I hoped it would
0: be. Roger that. Mobile suit.
1: Mobile suit. Monday.
0: not change Although the law enemies were defeated earth did not change one bit be here with me
2: the commander <laughs> he's lost it every <laughs> other day every other day every other day of the week is fine
3: mobile suits.
0: You're a soldier here, aren't you? If you want to be more than just a grunt, you better learn to see the whole picture. Uh, Yes, yes, sir. Uh, I'm the enemy, you idiot.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to another exciting episode of fan holes mobile suit mondays hey what's up guys this is derek derek wc i'm going to be one of your hosts tonight and we're going to be talking about some gundam build fighters on this week's episode of mobile suit mondays and i'm joined by some of my fellow fan holes to talk about this episode so why don't you give a shout out guys and let everybody know who's here
0: what up it's mike hey it's justin
3: Hey, this is Tony, and I'm not going to fucking do what you tell me.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we don't do what anybody tells us. So, we're here to talk about (laughs) Build Fighters, because you told us to. No, I don't know. Um, But yeah, we're we're actually here to talk about Gundam Build Fighters. I I think we're excited about this, this because this is a major... Like it's kind of sold as a major fight episode and everything. So uh, we'll we'll try to get into it right away and and get into the nitty gritty and everything. But I'm sure everybody'll chime in when they have something to say. But basically the episode opens up on Mr. Rawl, and he's filling in Cy and Ragey on that whole underwater Zeong menace that was attacking them in the race last episode. And he basically describes the attacker as a Gunpla Mafia guy called (laughs) C. And, you know, Cy, like me, is like, Gunpla Mafia? Like, for fucking real? So, yeah, he's kind of like, what? (laughs)
2: Gunpla is serious business
1: yeah yeah so yeah apparently, like you know Gunpla's so serious, they have their own mafia now, I don't know if that's like you know if it's anything like any any mafia equivalent in in quote unquote the really real world, but you know, I don't know i I have no idea they don't really go into it, but he is a Gunpla mafia guy. I was wondering like if like Gunpla also has a magia as well, Mike <laughs> you know a so i. I don't mafia. Know. Yeah, yeah, fake mafia as well, so, as to not offend the real mafia. I guess J- Japan's not worried about, like, any, like, made Italian guys going over to Japan and watching Build Fighters and being like, Hey, what the fuck? You know, so... You come to yeah. me
3: and you ask me for a beam saber. Maybe one day I ask you for a beam saber in return.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know. So anyway, like, size, totally like, really? But anyway as Mr. Rawls describing all this stuff, like side does kind of piece it together because they, they do a little bit of flashback, you know, a little bit of stock footage where they're putting together the, you know, what Mr. Rawl is telling them from all the past battles. And they're kind of thinking, Oh, well, yeah, we got attacked by this underwater Zeon, And then there was the mega Zaku that attacked them and was coming after them specifically. And they're kind of like, yeah, we, we are kind of getting picked on. So, you know, and then at that point, Reji leaves basically sit, stating he's got some business to take care of and he's leaving you know the gunpla building to sigh and everything like that and then we cut back to where we had left off in the last episode where reiji had kicked down the door of chairman mashita and chairman mashita's sitting there pissing his pants and everything like that so that's basically where we, we pick up, sort of where we left off with the after credits, but with a little prologue that led us into it, you know, kind of explaining how Reiji came to understand that Chairman Meshida was the one behind all this, you know, stuff that was going down in the different matches and everything. And so, basically, just as the Chairman feared, Reiji is identified as the Crown Prince of Aryan, and I guess the way he knows that he indeed is the crown prince is he's got that bracelet the gold bracelet with the little jewel and so apparently that jewel identifies him as royalty so i guess this is kind of a i mean this is definitely something where they they explicitly state like who reji is so i mean
3: does anybody have any His claim is not just him being fucking deluded and crazy yeah
1: Right, right. Well, obviously, like, this kind of blows the whole Fight Club thing out of the water that we had been talking about earlier, but it, it, does anybody else have any other comments on this kind of element of the reveal? I mean, we don't get the full picture, but we definitely have a, a much more clear painted picture than we, we had before.
0: I was, I don't know, like like I think I said last episode, I still didn't feel like I had, like, the full story or anything, like... Okay. I, I felt like, you know, okay, well, he's the place he comes from is Aryan, and, you know, it, it doesn't, like, somehow he teleports back there, so I'm like, where is it? Yeah, like, it, another it's actually planet real. Or, Yeah, I was like, is it another planet? Or, like, with the technology in this universe, is it just another country or what? So
3: It's a planet full of
0: uh, furbishes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, huh?
1: You are a bad furbis. From now on, you stay at home understand but basically at that point the chairman is profusely apologizing he basically doesn't want to get the crap picked out of him and ragey states that he doesn't really care about everything they've been challenged with up to this point but he kind of makes it clear that anybody that gets in the way of all the people putting their all into this world tournament that for that person there's not going to be any mercy so basically I was going to throw
3: something out here though I think Rayji is keeping up appearances because in a few episodes back, he lets his arm almost get broken by a couple of street toughs, and in this episode, is shown he took out like four armed guards.
1: So, I I think he's like you know
3: he's allowing himself to look like a like you know like he's kind of just a gunpla battler in front of people, but he's actually pretty proficient in like you know actual real combat.
1: Oh, okay. So basically what you're saying is you think he, he came off better in combat here than he did against the street toughs?
3: Yeah, yeah. I think he was just uh, kind of playing it up so like Ila wouldn't be like, oh, he is really strong, you know? He like kind of allowed mm. himself
1: to get hurt, you know? Okay, okay. That's interesting. Anybody else get that vibe from from this encounter or anything like that? Or have any thoughts on how easily he took out all the the Secret Service guys. I just figured it was because, you know, he's been fighting and he's just been getting better at it, but, you know.
0: I guess Gumpla battle skills translates to real life.
1: (laughs) Yeah, of course it does. You plunk down a little toy model onto the, uh, you know, Plosky particle screen, like, you totally, you you fight just as well, you know. I know, I know, uh, you know, when I played Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, that totally added to my skill as a Golden Gloves boxer.
3: <laughs>
1: I can just see like Derek like, crouching
3: down, he's funny, and going, woo 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 <laughs> uh, Yeah, I, I,
1: Yeah, I learned everything I know about boxing from not really Mike Tyson's punch-out. <laughs> I guess, you know, Psy, meanwhile, is, is continuing to work on his Gunpla, and he, of course, has to remind us, the audience, that, you know, hey, by the way, we're now in 17th place, so we're we're just outside of advancing to the finals so you know you got to be reminded of of how our point, yeah. protagonists yeah. have fallen you know
3: yeah that that was just pretty much yeah not a really big scene it was just him like you know it was a standard you know montage in 5 seconds without him actually having to do a montage
1: <laughs> And then the chairman is, of course, now like a baby in his assistant baker's lap. And, you know, we, we get a little more insight into what's going on. But he basically is noting that he's like, OK, the boy doesn't remember, but he might remember, you know. So it's like, remember what exactly? Like, obviously, the chairman had some kind of backstory with Reggie, with the the, the prince, you know, with with his family, and maybe he did something really nasty, or, you know, something or other, maybe he's a fugitive, I don't know what, but there's some kind of backstory. Well, well he
3: said says, like, what if he remembers my secret, yeah.
1: Yeah, 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 he definitely says, like, oh, I don't want him to know my secret. And then, you know, the secret, you know, uh, could be this connection to Plavsky Particles, because what we see is Samurai Boy, Niels Nielsen, is outside in his tactical ninja gear. I I was about to say, he's he's
3: earned four nickname now. He was first Boy Genius, then he was Dick in the Woods, then he was (laughs) uh, Samurai Boy, and now he's Metal Gear Enthusiast.
2: (laughs)
0: <laughs> I was gonna say it's just.
1: Yeah,
0: I was just gonna say it's more like he's what do you call it? he's like Derek likes to call him Batman, so he was like you know, yeah he I, does I, he does I, he yeah. does
1: have that yeah he does have that Batman vibe. About he's he's it, all he's, like he's all like my parents are actually alive and well. <laughs> They're alive. My and parents well
3: parents are totally okay.
1: I'm 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 spying on you outside in my ninja tactical gear. So uh, I'm just curious like as far as Chairman Mishida's big secret I guess I know some people have already seen the series to the the completion, so I guess I wouldn't want to spoil it for anybody who's sort of following along and doing episode by episode stuff like I am, but, I mean, does anybody have any theories, or or if you can take yourself back to the point where you were watching this for the first time, like, did you have any speculations on what you thought the chairman's secret would be? I'll start first, because I think I'm about
3: a little bit ahead of you, but not as far as Mike and Justin and at this point, I'm not sure if it's going to be a big reveal where, like, when it happens, I'm going to be like, oh, that's awesome, or if it's going to be kind of a letdown. I'm kind of wondering where it's going to go, but, like, I'm about maybe four episodes ahead of where we are right now, so I don't know. I know Mike and Justin are further ahead than I am.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was just wondering, like, what the tie to the Plotsky Particle stuff was going to be. Like, is maybe that something that was somehow imported over from from that, you know— "Quote unquote, planet, country, whatever it turns out to be, that that nation, you know, where where maybe that you know something to do with his family having a hand in what made Gunpla Battle so popular or awesome or something like that. I don't know.
0: I don't, I, I just remember not taking it like a very seriously, just because I don't know the chairman's so such a goofy character. Yeah, stuff. yeah, that's true.
3: He, he reminds me a lot of the announcer at the beginning of G Gundam." Love, honor, sacrifice,
1: revenge, and a whole lot of destruction.
3: Let's get things started. Gundam fight, all set, ready, go. What about you, Justin? Are you ahead of us, Justin? I mean, are you ahead of me and Derek at least?
2: Me and Mike are so far ahead of you. We're like
0: doing laps around you.
3: (laughs) (laughs) We are at the finish line. We're
2: just like we're at
0: the we're at the starting line of the next series. (laughs) Well, I was pretty sure.
3: What, 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 What do you think, Justin? Was like this reveal? Did it mean anything later, or was it just like, eh, whatever? I mean, you don't have to give any spoilers, but, like, you know, did it live up to, like, the big reveal of his, like, secret?
2: At the time, I didn't really think about it. It was just, like, he just named where he was from, so I was like, okay, so we know he's, you know, he's from an actual place, so maybe that's the name of a planet or a kingdom or a city or something. I was just like, okay, well. we'll, we'll, Okay, so it just kind of, it builds naturally. Yeah, I just kind of, like, filed that little piece of information away. I was like come in handy later, I'm sure.
1: Cool. So I, I guess now we, we cut back to our regular cast of characters and everything, and we see Majin Kawaguchi, President Yuki, he's working out. Working out with
3: weights!
1: <laughs> and Alan Adams is coming in to report to him that the final period matches and the rules are all set up. So what's going to happen in these final period matches are one-on-one battles between the different contestants and everything. And so m- most of these, I, I mean, I don't know if you'd agree with me or not, but most of these are pretty foregone conclusions. It's like one of our main cast of characters against some essentially uh, nobody yeah. with a yeah. with a cute, clever name or something like that. I mean, you know, and then and then, and then the battle we actually care about, which is what we're mostly going to focus on, which is what the episode is basically sold as, is that ricardo fellini is going up against you know our protagonists sai and reiji which you know it's like the mentor you know it's like i don't know if obi-wan kenobi had to fight with like luke skywalker in a gunpla battle or something i suppose or, or Han against luke or you know whatever you want to call it but
3: yeah i think the big person to ask on this week mike since he's a fellini fan what do you what do you think when he like saw that that was the big matchup
0: but I figured well since like the, the what do you call it, the next episode segment of the week before pretty much spoiled that they were going to fight so I was I was looking forward to it but I don't know like do I, we'll get into it but like the match didn't like exactly play out like the way I thought it might have.
1: Oh okay okay that's interesting. Like what did you uh, since since this won't really spoil anything before we we get into how the match actually went what what did you think was going to happen. Like, how did you think it was originally going to play out?
0: Well, I knew, like, Fellini probably, I mean, our Ragian, say, couldn't lose, because if they did, that would be a pretty abrupt end to the series or whatever. Like, we lost. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, yeah, good, Go home. Yeah, good luck next <laughs> Holy year. Holy shit, we whatever. got our asses
1: kicked the end of the show.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I thought maybe they'd pull out a win against Fellini, but they
1: just kind of, okay. yeah. I guess just going through, I mean, you guys may or may not want to discuss the different mobile suits and different stuff that goes on in some of these one-on-one battles. Uh, but, I, 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 uh, I know, know.
3: it's a zombie. I know it's a, the Psycho Gundam. That's about it.
1: Well, the Psycho Gundam, actually, that was, uh, you know, Niels Nilsson was doing his Batman shenanigans and cross-cutting through the Psycho Gundam, which it was pretty impressive, actually, yeah. considering it's a Psycho Gundam. But the colors, I guess, have been attributed to things like Invincible Superman Zambot 3, which is what my avatar is now, if you notice, like the the way it was kind of colored, you know, in the reds and the blues and the yellows. So it's kind of like a Psycho Gundam, but with Zambot 3 colors. Yeah, yeah, because the original, I didn't... The original yeah. Psycho Gundam had more, like,
3: Master Gundam colors. He was very dark and, yeah. You know. Yeah,
1: yeah. And so this one, you know, it's 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 got a, those kind of primary, almost, you know, you, you'd say, like, those kind of Zambot Superman-type colors or whatever. Luang Delara, you know, who's in the, the Aura Battler Dunbine homage, Gunpla, he wins his match. Mao obviously wins his. The Majin owns a bunch of funnels against what, to me, looked like some kind of, like, purple colored new Gundam type mock-up, I guess. That, that
0: was I, it, the, the Legend It looked
1: Gundam. like one of the ones from Stardust Memories.
0: Uh, it, 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 it's the Legend Gundam from Seed Destiny.
3: Yeah. ZGMF-X666-S Legend Gundam.
1: Mr. Raul, Kosaka, and Reiji are, are busy watching the matches, and Psy, instead of watching along with them, is actually hard at work on the star build strike. And then it cuts to a sort of nighttime dinner club scene, you know, a kind of bar, you know, uh, swanky joint or what have you. Cocktail and
3: lounge, yeah, yeah.
1: Apparently there's, there's many cameos to behold in the, you know, in the club or whatever. I can safely say, I, say I
3: noticed none, so
1: definitely informed Oh, really? People. Like, yeah. you know what's funny? Like, to me, like, I don't know. Like, I was reading some of the stuff, like, some of the people that were in the background. But one thing I, I didn't see that anybody mentioned, I, I could swear I saw Camille beat on. Like, I was like, oh, that dude looks like Camille in the suit and the tie and the, you know, whatever. But I don't know if anybody else caught anybody else hanging out in the background in that in that dinner club or whatever.
3: I'm more of a robot guy. I could I could pinpoint robots, but like actual characters, you're gonna have to ask Mike or Justin on that one.
0: Uh, not not really. I mean, I wasn't. I guess I wasn't really paying attention. But like, I know like <laughs> the, like the the show really gets a lot more obvious with its cameos as it goes on. So like, you know. There, there's and it, yeah. it's not like they're exact copies either. It's like some of them, oh, that guy like sorta has like Camille's
1: haircut or whatever, you know, or yeah, like,
3: yeah kind of like like Mr. Raul. he doesn't look exactly like Roboraral,
1: you know, like right, 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 but there there's definitely people who resemble characters from different series of the past and everything, and I know that that. That dinner scene is actually littered with them, you know, all the people in the background and everything. So, actually, the the main characters we're here to follow there at the nightclub are Ricardo Fellini, and then, of course, Gumpla Idol Kirara, who is there. But at first, Fellini actually doesn't recognize her because she's, you know, out of her work clothes. So she doesn't have the, the, you know, bright pink hair and the little cosplay outfit and all that other stuff. You
3: should mention he tries to hit on her before he realizes this.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and I, at this point they they have a little discussion, you know, as they're kind of getting imbibed and everything. And Kirara drops the bomb on him that, you know, hey, you know, you're you're obviously planning to lose, right? Because you're already you're a shoe in to get to the finals, no matter what your score is. And then you know if you if you sort of basically take a dive and, and throw the match. Like, you guys will both go to the finals, and that's your plan, right? And he's kind of like, uh, yeah, okay, you know, like, so, well, I, but, well, I mean. The
3: only reason I mentioned the, the flirtation at first is because it's kind of been shown that Carrara kind of has maybe a little bit of a thing for Fellini, and Fellini is totally a woman's man, you know, like, he's a, he's a womanizer, he likes, you know, hitting on women, but I think Carrara kind of digs Fellini's, you know, dare I say swag, you know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I, I would think that was pretty obvious. I mean, I know there was those moments of he gets a little too Gundam nerdy for her. But, I mean, uh, aside from those moments for, you know, comedic effect, I mean, she obviously likes the guy. Like, she's rooting for him in the matches even previous to this, you know. She doesn't want him to lose, you know, and and she's obviously sort of in his camp, you know, so. Well,
3: yeah, it's just nice character progression because she was at first shown to be kind of a whiny little self Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. I mean, even even the way she presents it, like, you, you would think in if this was the Kirara of, of episode four or whatever, you know, she might suggest, like, tampering with his gun pull model or something, you <laughs> know what I mean? As opposed to being like, hey, you got, you can do the the kind of cool thing and throw the match and then you guys can both go to the like basically everybody can be happy you know kind of thing like as opposed to you know where her head was at maybe yeah, yeah, no, like, you know way Rage back down in the, the beginning steps, you know? the yeah 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 exactly yeah, yeah uh, you know put, put Sai in a headlock and <laughs> slam his head into the fucking stairwell you know like no it's, like, <laughs> you know. it's
0: just like <laughs> Sai uh, say and Regio just like walking along and Fellini just like goes by on his like motorbike and like shoves him over <laughs> <laughs> like down the stairs
1: or something <laughs> it's like he turns around after he he, he motors cycles past him with the big like anime like pointer finger. Gunpla is serious business. And then he fucking He didn't booms know I was part of the
3: Gunpla Mafia the whole time.
1: He's <laughs> <laughs> like codename C, I'm codename F for Fellini. Yeah.
3: For, fuck you
1: <laughs> Yeah, so that that's basically that that's not what happens but no. but uh, I you know, Fellini is kind of at this crossroads. He he's he's wrestling with you know whether to do something, I guess, uh, benevolent in terms of of sort of taking a dive and throwing the match, or whether to sort of hold true to his his own ideals. Yeah, I don't. Of, crossed you his know,
3: line originally, I don't think he even thought about throwing it. He was just gonna. Fight. No, no, no.
1: He, yeah, he never did. He was just gonna fight with his all and everything. I, yeah, he didn't think of it until Kirara brought it up, and then when she brought it up, he was just trying to you know his swagger his his yeah. you know he was just kind of
3: playing it playing
1: all. like like oh yeah yeah i totally thought of that yeah I, yeah yeah i knew that you know like uh, but yeah you're right it, it it never really even came to his mind because ultimately it's it's just not who he is you know yeah
3: there, there was a really cool montage when he's thinking about it in his room where you actually see like him as a kid and stuff and it goes through as he grows older and his finesse. Uh, Oh, which we actually – have we ever heard that before? Is that what we heard any time before? I just always – it was like, you know, just a wing custom. But he actually calls it like the Fenice or whatever.
0: The wing – oh, it's called – it's just a subtitle basically of the Gundam. It's the Wing Gundam Fenice.
3: Fenice, okay,
0: means Which means Phoenix in Italian, so. Oh,
1: okay, nice. So Good like job. in
0: – like which kind of – yeah, fits with it like it seems like he rebuilt it like every time it got like trashed or whatever so it kept like okay rising yeah, like a phoenix yeah yeah
3: yeah because like his his original version of it was just pretty much the gundam wing model just in green and as he rebuilt it it got more personality and turned into something more like you know his his personality yeah i just thought that was a cool thing i thought that was you know i, I like character building things and that like show that he really wanted to you know like like he says you know he wants to make the best gunpla model you know like that that's his you know whole deal you know
1: yeah definitely so so going back to all these different matches i mean we actually there there's an interesting character beat or a moment for isla because she you know obviously she wins her match in like two seconds or whatever and that's not much of a a thing but we we noticed that she actually is taken aback when she sees that sai and reiji show up on the playroom floor and there's this kind of interesting moment where she she basically asks to stick around you know to to her handler or her trainer she says do you mind if i stay and watch the match and even he's kind of like you never asked to stay and and watch a match, you know. So he's kind of even surprised at that. So, you yeah, know, obviously, yeah, she's got a thing for for Reiji as well.
3: Yeah, and she's still like in her full like outfit too. She doesn't like you know flip off the helmet. Like I'm so beautiful. It's like no, I'm gonna watch this shit. <laughs> you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, of course, Mister Rawl has the boys back because he was out checking for the Gunpla Mafia or <laughs> other kind of other kind of shenanigans that maybe Chairman Mashita. Had set up, maybe you know who knows, you yeah. know. But obviously, there's nothing like that going on in the background, or at least Mr. Rawl feels pretty confident that he's he's scoped out the arena and and made it shenanigan free at least I, for this round.
3: I don't, I don't think we've actually ever said it on here, but I think everybody will agree that Mr. Rawl is probably one of our favorite characters. He's he's pretty fucking
1: cool. Yeah, uh, he's awesome.
2: He said he was on patrol, and like
3: any time I watch
2: a TV show or movie, and someone says i got to go on patrol, or, like, I've been on patrol, like, I don't know why, but I always think of that from Buffy. Like, I don't think of, like, in terms of... <laughs> <laughs> it, it to go like, kill
0: vampires?
2: Yeah, that, that's what I think of. I just think of, like, Mr. Uh, Rumble Raw, like, with the stack, he's, like, looking for, like, Spike or Angel. Or... <laughs> yeah,
1: those things, like... Now, 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 and... <laughs> now I need to, like, get a bunch of clips from Build Fighters and then put it to, like, the theme of Buffy. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> 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 well, we're at, we're, you know?
3: It's like... It's like... It's
1: like... It's like Mr. Rawls like choking Code Name C. It's like, <laughs> but, uh, you know, he's like he, he
0: stabs Code Name
1: C with a stake, <laughs> and like, like he's like,
0: oh, you just died. Okay, well, that, well, time to hide this body. He like drags the guy away.
1: Dylan didn't see this
0: going down this way. <laughs>
1: So yeah, I mean, I mean, basically that that's all clear and everything. Even Isla's gonna check out this big match. Everybody's pretty much anticipating it. You know, all the. The series regulars that we've come to know uh, now, yeah. during during the whole you know run of the show, and so we've got the the Wing Gundam Fenice versus the Star Build Strike, and the setting is within a canyon. Like I almost wondered if it was like going to be like the Grand Canyon or something, but it's very nondescript. And they both basically come at each other, and I guess as opposed to actually doing anything, well, I guess it's kind of strategic. It's like you know he can't really shoot at them without risk of them using their, you know, RG secret weapon or whatever, where it redirects the, the energy from his cannon. So it kind of, they basically just collide into each other. They have this game of chicken that neither of them is backing down from, and they basically just headbutt one another in their mobile suits. And and I, I guess this is a way of establishing both of their, you know, resolve in... in yeah, they're, they're to like
3: intent see. that they're not they're just gonna like fuck around. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, like nobody's gonna nobody's gonna fling away at the last minute or anything like that. Even uh, Gunpla Idol Kirara is is kind of shocked at at how serious like uh, you know Gunpla's serious business, but this is super super serious business. Like how serious the battle's going, and and that you know Fellini is is you know out to win. He wants to win the the match and everything. There's there's a lot of brutality that's going on. I mean, I, I would be willing to say this match evokes... Like, 08 MS team violence, in a way. Well, <laughs> I, I was just going to say, we we haven't seen a match this brutal since Majin Kawaguchi or President Yuki, when when President Yuki and, and Reiji had that private match and they both sort of just went at, at one another, like, balls out and everything. Like, I don't think we've seen anything like that since then until now, you yeah, know, I, and, and I this basically, this. I, I would put this on that same level of, of basically, they're both highly skilled, they're both out to win, and and it is a very sort of brutal, serious kind of match and everything.
0: I said both their suits get, like, mangled.
1: Yeah, I'd love to
3: describe it, I, and I wish Derek could describe it, but... This is one of those things you can't do on a podcast. You just got to watch it. It's one of those kind of fights. You just have to. Watch
1: well, I mean, I mean, there's there's beats and moments and everything that the characters comment on. You know, Nielsen Nils, comments that you know Fellini has more experience as a gunpla fighter than Sai and Reiji because of his age. But then Mister Rawl, you know, busts out like, "Hey man, Sai is a gunpla fanboy, dude, and and he knows like the old Amaro Ray." pulling the string trick and attacking <laughs> you from like another angle and everything. Yeah. And, with his know, G fighter. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's like the, the fighter shoots at him and then he's like, Oh, I got gotcha, you," because he's in the direction of the, the G fighter. And then, you know, he shoots at him and everything. So there's, there's all these kind of fake out, psych out moments during the fight and everything, you know, Fellini's got this great line where he says, does it hurt, you know, Fenice? I'm sorry, but I didn't build you to be put on a shelf for display. You know, you're not just, you know, you're not just a, a collectible, you know, like you were built to fight and win. And, and both of them, I think, have instances where they, they get their round the two power, you know, because Fellini's like, yeah, they, they get super messed up and lose arms and, and heads and all this other kind of stuff but yeah, they they, they basically <laughs> yeah they still they still go at it and and even you know Sai says look we got to use the RG system now even if it's going to totally decimate our our gunpla model you know because we we have to you know basically fight Fellini on his own terms and it's basically them coming at each other with everything they have calling back to the the episode where Yuki and Reggie had that private match and, and how sort of serious it was and, and what it meant to both of them. You know, Niels Nielsen, I guess, again, is getting schooled. You know, he's getting a learning experience because he, he's basically commenting, like, well, I don't get it, man. Like, what, what, why go through all this effort? He's like, you know, it doesn't matter what. He, he's kind of like Ferrari. He's like, gonna... like, yeah, he's like, Fellini could take a dive. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Well, not even that he could take a dive, but that, that it doesn't have to be
3: this brutal. Yeah, yeah.
1: You know the the way the way that Niels Nielsen operates is if he did all if all he had to do was was chip away the star build strike's foot. And that deducted points, and then he could just run away from them for the rest of the match. Like Niels Nielsen is the type of guy in, you know, Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter, he'll win you with a bunch of ring outs or a bunch of like timeouts and stuff. Yeah. As long as he gets the high points and elevates to the finals, he's like, why should I? Why should I mess up my my power meter? You know, to yeah,
3: well, you know, I, yeah, it, I would say that because like friendship, I was thinking, like, you know, Niels Nielsen was like. Fellini's already in the like finals. He can just take one hit and lay down, and not so much give up the contest, but just take no damage because even Fellini said that earlier. He's like, I could take no damage hardly and still move on. You know, like that kind of like you know yeah. strategic thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, basically and and he's like why why all this effort? And and the you know Major Kawaguchi basically says you don't know much about Gunpla and Gundam, do you? You know, like and he's basically just like you got to watch this. Like this is this is what real fucking Gunpla fighters do, you know? Like this is this is a real match, you know? And and so that that's why I think it evokes the same
3: yeah, if, if you hear in the, the background, evening. like when they get really mad, raging, and say, you hear in the background, like when it comes crashing down and it hurts inside. <laughs> yeah, they they kind of go Hulk Hogan on it. I'm just saying.
1: Well, yeah, I mean they're they're like like you guys were saying before. They I mean they end the fight and there are these headless, armless, beat up hulks of suits. They're basically just chicken walkers at this point with torsos banging up and. Almost cradling each other like you know Apollo Creed and Rocky at the end of fucking Rocky or whatever. Actually, I, I, I,
3: that's a really good like uh, like comparison because it, it was like that. Two guys who respect each other and but they don't want to lose. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and they totally went at it with one another, with, with everything they had and everything. And so, the, the you know, and this is, I guess, what Mike had alluded to when we, we talked a little earlier about what he expected to happen. He expected Sai and Reiji to pull out the, the last-minute win. And it turns out the battle ends in a draw. And, you know, the audience is kind of taken aback, but then all of a sudden they, they all erupt into a bunch of cheers and chants and everything like this is probably one of the greatest like fights they've ever seen and everything you know what this
3: got this got from one guy to start it all it got the fucking slow clap
1: the one guy who did the slow, he realized, he said, wait a minute, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, And yeah. he started doing the slow kill at. Yeah. yeah, and so the audience cheers and everything. Psy is apologizing to the star build strike. I'm sorry I made you headless and armless and we fucked your shit up, but it's okay because I can rebuild you. At, you know, at the time I was like, yeah, that's great and everything. But I was like, what does this mean for their fucking ranking? Like, what does a draw get you exactly? I was like, are they in the finals or not? And the epilogue, I guess, has an answer for that because there's a cowering Chairman Mashita, and he's basically like, "Oh my God, they did make it the qualifiers! Like, how is this possible?" Yeah, I imagine. You know? I imagine
3: like if you win, you get like maybe five points or something, and you like you know obviously can move ahead. The, the way they
1: explained it with the draw, they got two points. They got
3: two points, points, which was enough tough, Yeah, to
1: bump them from seventeenth place to sixteenth place. So you know, whatever. I don't really get all the math of it, but they're they're in the finals as we knew they would be. And, you know, basically, you know, the episode ends on a kind of cute note with Psy and Fellini, and they're both, you know, sharing different Gunpla tools to rebuild their models and, and make them uh, bigger and better than ever.
3: I will say one thing, one thing that made me laugh, it got a chuckle out of me, is like Mal's watching it, and at the end of the battle, like, you know, they're like, it's a draw, and he's like, ah and they do like a quick cut, and he's like, ah! Ooh. He's like He like starts <laughs> frowning. <laughs>
1: It's weird like how somebody like that like see it's weird like to me like guys like that are so dangerous but then you you make light of him because he's a, he acts like a fool you know I guess to me I'm like I I I'm like you should just put a bullet in that guy's head man I don't care if he's goofy like he he tried to kill you twice like you know but whatever well,
3: that, that's why I like Mal cuz he he does that very well he 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 plays very stupid but he's not someone to be trifled with so uh, yeah you know yeah. But but yeah, the ending the, the ending. Oh my god! Okay, I'm sorry. I have to say this though, the ending was definitely a fucking commercial for Gunpla. Just in the last few seconds, because they are like, ragey's like, are Gunplas really that much fun to build? And they both look around. They're like, yeah.
0: I, I, well, I don't know. I, I think that commercial. was. I I, I saw yeah, it more I as like a yeah. bonding. Moment for like Say and Fellini, mostly really? because Fellini seemed to be more in like Reggie's like corner, but like Say and Fellini, like Reggie, at this point, Reggie doesn't really know anything about the building
1: aspect. Yeah, of it. That's so true. like, yeah. It, well, the, the other thing that was great about this was that Psy really got a chance to actually, I mean, it seemed like a lot of the tactics and battling that was done in this match came from Psy. Like, I, you know, like, I, I know Psy
3: was, was calling the shots, yeah.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I, I know a lot of times there would be that point where you say, oh, I wish, you know, Cy would actually, you know, have his own suit or whatever it was. But, I mean, it seemed like he was definitely in charge most of that fight. So, to me, this is – if this is as good as it gets, like, I'm happy. I'm content with that because he definitely uh, – you know, to me, I'm this is a moment where he – Held his own, you know, and and w- it wasn't like basically like the suit was getting messed up, and he's like, "Oh, Ragey, you got to bust out the last minute win because we're gonna get fucked up." And then Ragey, like you know, twinkles his fucking hands like the fairy godmother and busts out the wind. It's like this was, you know, a lot of of sigh just as much as it was Ragey. Yeah, I think feet. yeah.
0: Yeah. It's a, it seems more like say he's like sort of like the tactician or something because he's kind of like he's the one who recognized the stakes of the battle like where he's like yo like Reggie, like Fellini's like gonna doing his like utmost to like end us right here so we're gonna we're gonna use the trump card right now like maybe he was saving it for like a uh, uh, like future battle but he was like okay we gotta we gotta use the RG system at full now. Yeah,
3: I, I I think we should throw the spotlight on Mike a little bit though, since he is a Fellini fan. Like, was it was it really nice seeing Fellini like fucking whoop ass pretty much yeah. for like ten minutes? Yeah,
0: yeah, because I wasn't sure how the fight was gonna go, cause like like uh, how they were saying like is Fellini going to go easy on them, or, you know, is is he going to, like, I was like, how are Cyan and going to, like, advance, and, like, you know, and, and otherwise, I was like, well, obviously they have to win, like, they're the protagonists of the show, but I think, I think the ending was a more, like, I was confused too, Derek, like, when you said, like, how does this, like, factor in a draw, like. But I, yeah. I think it's probably the best result because it doesn't make like they're they're not there yet to surpass Fellini like yet because it's not even like right. towards the end of the series. But this this is a little better. I,
3: so I, I it, think it's the, more
0: like it's like it's a like Ragey plus say equals Fellini basically. Not like he, they're better than him. Like like, well, I, like I think Mr. one of the nice
3: things was is like Fellini was not made to be kind of a joke because like in the big battle royal. He was getting picked on by all the guys. Who were like, well, you stole my girlfriend. Oh, I killed you, you know, and stuff like that. And he did good, but he was kind of, kind of a joke in a way. But this one, it was like hardcore. This, I mean, like this was a really good fight. Uh, again, I mean, you have to see the visuals; they are really, really well done. And he fought tooth and nail. And I may not go to Fleany's side, like he might. He's like your boy, and like eh, I'll probably do like Mal more a little bit more. But at the same time, like, you know, when I was watching this, I was like, damn, Fellini is no fucking joke. You know? He's he's not someone you can just overlook, you know. He 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 he's the Italian champion for a reason, you know.
0: I do like like how the this the show doesn't like sort of ironically, it doesn't like pull any punches. Like it wasn't like a clean win for like Ray G and Sai, So like I appreciated that.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, they they couldn't, you know, I think the important thing, I guess, with what Tony was talking about is maybe in some of these other matches, Fellini can afford to be cocky. You know, he can afford to kind of be the goofball and, and, you know, get drunk all night and then come to the match the next morning hungover and sort of half-ass it and take out, like, you know, three or four contestants. But he wasn't going to be able to do that with Sai and Reiji. You know, like, they, they basically had to you know, use their, all the, you know, tricks up their sleeves, you know, fight at their, the utmost of their potential and, and not, you know, not give each other an inch or an opportunity because they would, they would take advantage of it. And and it's almost like they didn't, you know, they just, there were these two immovable forces. So that's why the match had to end in a draw.
3: Yeah. What, what do you think about it, Justin? I know we've uh, not really hit on you too much, but like after the battle started, what, what do you think?
1: I thought it was a really
2: great fight. Kind of like Mike, I was expecting them to just flat out win, because, I mean, like Mike said, if they they lose, that's the end of the series, you know, go on, folks, show's over. So, like, the result was kind of surprising. I was like, kind of like Mike and Derek, I was like, well, how was that going to advance them? But the fight itself was really great. Like, it was just, you know, savage. Like, I was sitting there thinking, I was like, if these guys weren't friendly rivals, like, if they were like straight up enemies and hated each other, like once they were just once their gun guns were just torsos, they probably would have just got out of the cockpits and started fighting each other like physically. I guess. <laughs> I,
1: guess
2: could, I guess if you could do that gunplay, I don't think you can. That's that's how
1: yeah. I – it's not it's not like hockey, I guess, yeah. where you can just take them to the penalty box and everybody starts beating the fuck out of each other. You know? Yeah, yeah. If this is like real <laughs>
3: life, this would be like a death battle. But like since it's just models, you know, they can be friends afterwards. You know, <laughs> yeah.
2: I, I thought it was great that, you know, they were using tactics, kind of, like, you know, you guys, they were kind of a throwback, but, like, you know. I really liked how they went from, like, using, you know, their beam weapons and and everything to finally just, like, slugging it out, but, like, what I, what I really liked the most was just the aftermath, like, after this giant, you know, brutal battle, like, they're just, you know, sitting around, re- sitting side by side, repairing their guns and, their cases. you know, Flame's just like, hey, do you get the, you know, the, the drill I need, and he's like, oh, yeah, here you go, and they're just... You know, it's cool. It's like, you know, they don't hit each other. They're just, you know, they are, they are friendly rivals. They can just sit down and, like, you know, work together on their gameplay. Like, I thought that was really great because I know, like, if you've ever, like, played Magic or d d with somebody, even if they're, like, a really good friend and you beat them, like, sometimes it doesn't matter if you've been friends with them for, like, 15 years. Like, sometimes they'll get really pissed and you're just like, dude, <laughs> it's a game. Like, I'm sorry I won. I mean, well, not about not really sorry I won, but like get over it. It's a game. Like this is, you know, like some some people, you know, so, so I guess to some people they need the guns mafia I and mean, it is serious business. But you know, guys like police, <laughs> they they can like be friends and like fix their stuff. But some people can't. I
3: like. Yeah, well, me and my friends had like a Street Fighter circle kind of when I was younger in high school. There was like about five of us who played Street Fighter two all the time, and. I mean, I hate to say this, but I guess, you know, in some way, Street Fighter 2 was serious business, you know. And we would get pissed off if, like, you know, like, somebody was whooping ass one day and just had, like, you know, had had the touch, you know, and they had the fucking power and stuff. But at the same time, you know, after we got done playing, because we used to play at this putt-putt golf course. God, I'm fucking old. You know, afterwards, we'd go back to the house and chill out, you know, and be friends. You know, be like, dude, you kicked my ass. Like, yeah, I know, man, that fucking sucked. was like we... we Bonded, you know, it was like you were doing good that day. You know, it was like kind of that that rockery.
0: It's not like I don't know. I don't think Fellini's the kind of guy who, if he he did win, he would have like run up to them and been like, "Oh, like that couldn't have happened, couldn't have. Oh, I beat you guys. Oh, so sorry. Go home to your mamas. Go home to your hot yeah. moms. Say like boom, and then I'm gonna do her too."
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think there's something to be said too for for what everybody's saying about the bonding over over the model building experience because that's something sort of you can't really equate that to Street Fighter, you know, like not really. I mean, you can you can equate the. The battle aspect of it. Oh so, yeah, yeah. Know, hey, the street fighter but, you don't make
3: but, anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, but there is that. There is that sort of shared creative experience, you know, and 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 the fact that you can, you know, kind of come back and 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 repair whatever was. Yeah, was, I, I think you what know,
3: just, Justice said is actually probably more appropriate with magic because you make your deck and you, like, you know, tell your friends, like, oh, I've got this cool deck and I'm making this deck and stuff and, like, yeah, you know, yeah. that
0: kind of stuff. yeah that, that that epilogue scene, without spoiling anything, is also sort of, like, tangent tangently, like, set up for next episode, too. Because next episode, like, Reiji sort of finds himself in a position where he has to... What do you call it? do something like gum club building
1: related, so Ah. Okay. Cool. True. Cool. So we have we have that to look forward to. The the new builder, uh, the underdog new builder has to build something or other.
3: <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. put a straw and a juice box on his back. <laughs>
1: Dude, and then you just t- write gun- Gundam in, in marker <laughs> on the box, and you're all set. Like, reggie has
0: got, like, a hammer, and he's just, like, pounding, like, one of those, like, plastic runners. Like, how does this work? <laughs> I put a
3: head of, like, a fucking Precious Moments doll on this figure. Does that count? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's got, like, the braids and everything. They're secret attack weapons. Okay, that that sounds like that'll do it for this week's episode of Mobile Suit Mondays. So, yeah, we hope you enjoy listening to Mobile Suit Mondays. We also have various other spin-off shows. We've got stuff like Sentai Saturdays, Toku Thursdays, Transformers Tuesdays all on the FanHoles network and then of course we have the FanHoles podcast proper. You can send us comments, questions, concerns at FanHoles at gmail.com You can check us out on the blog spot. We're on Tumblr and Twitter and Facebook. We appreciate all the likes and everything that everybody sends out. We are on Stitcher Radio so if you don't want to download the podcast, podcast but you like using the stitcher app you can use that as well we're not on blip because blip tv sucks my
3: balls
1: (laughs) (laughs) and you know actually they they sent me a check for like history of comics on film but they still suck my balls so because they kicked (laughs) off fan holes so anyway um, but yeah you could check us out on all that stuff yeah until the next time keep building the gunpla yeah serious business Derek wc signing off
0: Mike signing off Justin, going for Mafia. This is Tony. I'm probably hanging upside down
3: underneath a ledge outside of the apartment, just letting you know. Woohoo! <laughs>
0: <laughs> Niels Nielsen is going to, like, jump in through that window and, like, grab the chairman and be like, what are you doing at the docks? What are you doing at the docks? <laughs> <laughs> Swear to me! <laughs> like, we're on a plastic particle. What? Fuck you.
2: Oh, one and Defeated, and he's like sitting in his chair, and he's like, what am I going to do? And then, like, the uh, Gundam Death Scythe, like, bursting through his window, and he's like, that's it, Father. I must become a most super excellent uh, Gundam Death Scythe. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, <was> impl- <laughs> I was inspired by plastic models from Japan. <laughs>
0: Well, oh, his, man. his what he call his father is a detective. True, indeed.
3: I forgot about that. Oh, by the right. way, just because peace,
0: peace, peace. <laughs> peace. Okay. peace. peace, 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 peace.